Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Yeah, come on, jump in here. 512-836-0590. A sanctuary church paid $15,000 to bail out, uh, well, to free one of those illegal immigrants involved in the Times Square police meeting. Uh-oh. Yeah, out of everything that they could have spent fifteen grand on, they, they spent it, to, they used it to free this clown. Uh, when asked about that decision, Reverend Juan Ruiz, he said, quotes, our church is basically a sanctuary. We assume that people are innocent until they are proven otherwise. Uh, Ruiz claims that there's, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot more than what is being publicized regarding the incidents. The man who was released is a, a 24-year-old Venezuelan illegal alien, and he's now free thanks to the Good Shepherd Lutheran Church uh, that bailed him out. Now, this isn't the same one that went on to go plot a, a Macy's heist, is he? No, I don't think so. I think it's a different one. But I thought it was pretty interesting because uh, Elon Musk replied to this tweet. No. And he says, this is empathy for one person at the expense of empathy for all. That's a powerful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that is exactly what it is. Sure. Well, I, the, the, you know, you can sit here and say, well, we believe everyone's innocent until proven guilty. And that's fine. But these guys... They're, they're not American citizens, and we all saw them on that video beating up two cops, like going to town on them, with, and it, was, it wasn't just like one or two guys. It was a pack of guys. We all saw what happened, you know? yeah. and, and, and clearly he's okay with that. You know, that like, you, like you pointed out, they've, they've got that money they spent on that. They probably have starving people, you know, or you know, very hungry people oh, they that, they, that they could be feeding. Yeah, they got some homeless up there. Yeah, yeah no doubt about it. Uh, now, you, you asked about one of the others as part of that gang that uh, has been rearrested again. Yeah, one of these illegal aliens arrested, uh, you know, in the, in the New York police officer beating was just arrested again for uh, robbing a Macy's and beating a security guard. So another guy got beaten up. Wow. Oh, I didn't. I, I heard about the Macy's part. Man, oh, man. Man, oh, man. So uh, is there going to be any debate? I mean, are they going to bail this guy out? Somebody going to try to bail him out and, and, and make some argument as to why this future engineer is, it needs to stay here? Mm. I mean, uh, frustrating. Somebody will. You know somebody's going to argue Absolutely, for absolutely. Listen, uh, you can jump in here at 512-836-0590. Some new ho- homeless housing projects are uh, on the horizon. Even some emergency shelter space coming to Austin. Yeah, the organization, uh, the uh, the group uh, that that is dealing with our homeless issue, uh, they hope to increase housing units by three hundred percent in the coming year. Do we have specific numbers? Because if you go from zero to three, that's three hundred percent, right? Uh, yeah, I, I think the number would have to be small. I don't. I have not seen specific. They may be yeah. out there, but I do know that they say that only three percent of people who leave shelters actually end up in permanent supportive housing, which is what they want. Well, and not, that tells me that they don't have very much. That's not a very good success rate. No. Only three percent. Horrible. Well, members of the uh, Austin Homeless Strategy Office in the Housing Department attended a City Council work session, you know, to talk about these plans for new emergency shelters and housing projects. 
The organization's plan is to add uh, day-to-day operations to the bridge shelters next month. We have three of those hotels that are bridge shelters. I think uh, Northbridge and Southbridge are the bridge shelters. Well, they want to provide new landlord incentives, continue the PSH. What is that? PSH. Permanent supportive housing. And then uh, rental housing uh, development assistance programs as well. Homeless strategy officer uh, David Gray uh, talking with KVU. Austin's homeless response system outperforms the national average for major cities, and we expect a 300% growth and permanent supportive housing units this calendar year. The PSH pipeline has more than 1,000 units, and that number should continue to go up uh, as we approve more loans and more financing for more developments. All right, so uh, more of your money, more borrowing to uh, to create these shelters that he himself admits only had they only have a 3% success rate. Well, uh, yeah, so, yeah, he says... He says that when people actually do get into permanent supportive housing, then we've got a 98% success rate there. So if we can build more permanent supportive housing, we can continue to expand upon that success rate. That's- what does permanent supportive housing look like? Is it, is it a hotel room? Is it an apartment? Is it uh, a, a home? Well, I, what I, I, I think it is, I believe permanent supportive housing, is, I, I believe it is a home. And then you have these wraparound social services as well, where people are still checking on you and providing this service or that service or connecting you with, I don't know, jobs or something like that. And permanent supportive housing, that continues until uh, our Lord and Savior returns, right? Probably, yeah. Right? Yeah, I would think and, so. and, and permanent supportive housing means paying for their bills, give them a ride to the doctor if they need it. That sort of thing, paying their electric bills, paying their water bills, maid service. What? I would I would assume so. If I mean, if they're if they're homeless but they don't have a job, but they've been given a place to I mean, to live what, permanent su- supportive housing. That's what I think. A permanent supportive housing that means the city's paying for all everything, right? It, it it may be in some cases it is that extreme. Yeah. I, I mean, I would hope that there are people out there who are getting these opportunities, and I'm sure there are, you know, that, that really genuinely want to put in the effort to get back up on their feet and say, you know what, I, I, eventually I don't want to live in permanent supportive housing. I just want to get my own house. Yeah. Uh, but the city really seems like it wants to keep people sort of down and in the system. You know, they, 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 they don't seem to have as many avenues to really address homelessness. They throw a lot of money at it. They're going to approve an extension of an ECHO contract today. So, you know, but that never works. Listen, one of the men who tackled one of the shooters at that Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade yesterday is is talking with News Nation. Uh, Trey Filter and his wife, Casey, they helped take down one of the shooters. Uh, Trey says that uh, he went after one of the shooters without really thinking about it. I, I turn, I see a flash, and I think to myself, I hope that's him. There was really no, I didn't see him coming. I think if I, all, all I recall is barely seeing the guy, and I couldn't believe I caught him. And thinking when I got up, you know, when I, I was just thinking, Master, I hope that's him. So, because I, there was just so much going on. And uh, when, when they were yelling that there's a gun, uh, our main concern was just keeping him down. Me and this gentleman here, uh, you know, my buddy here, um, we, we, uh, we were elated when we knew we got him. And, um, you know, and uh, the gun was secure, and we knew he wouldn't get yeah, it. Yeah, Casey Filter there. He said he, he, uh, he they were able to grab the weapon uh, after the shooter was tackled, and uh, they were able to hold him there until the police showed up. And uh, there you go. He was uh, he was there with two of his kids to watch the parade. Yeah, yeah. There, there's video of him uh, kind of doing a, you know, a, a Superman Bobby Orr sort of thing where he just lays out parallel to the ground and, and tackles the guy. And uh, it, it was, I mean. 
These guys who chase the shooters down are, are uh, yeah, they're pretty. That's, that's some bravery. Do we have any uh, official reports of the type of weapons that were used? Heard a report, not official. I've not heard an official. Nothing from but, the police. But I've heard, you know, the eyewitness reports that a, a pistol fell to the ground. Okay. All right. Because because this one version of this story actually refers to rifle. And that may be incorrect. I, that's the first time I've seen the word rifle uh, in these stories. I, I, it just seems to me, I mean, there are that many people there. If you're hauling a rifle around with you, I, I, it, somebody might have seen that. I mean, I guess you could wear big baggy pants and shirt sure. or something. Sure. Trench coat. But... I, I, the report I heard was definitely pistol. Yeah, me too. Uh, it is 9-11, 11 minutes past 9 o'clock. You could jump in here at 512-836-0590. Is it true all the shooters were wearing MAGA hats? Is that true? 916 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You could jump in here at 512-836-0590. Uh, there's a couple of media outlets that have uh, identified at least one of the shooters, possibly a 44-year-old uh, a forty-four-year-old man, uh, possibly with the last name of Omar. Okay. Uh, that's all that's been uh, issued so far. It's two media outlets that are reporting this. Nothing from uh, the actual police or the investigators, but they do have three people uh, in... Uh, well, that they're questioning, mm. Mm. and well. we don't know. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about these suspects that opened fire on each other uh, there in Kansas City, injuring twenty-two people, several children, kill, uh, killing one woman, uh, and um, yeah. So uh, that's just some of the latest. And um, I know. I, I mean, hopefully, some of the information about these guys will be coming out soon because a, well, re- a lot of people want to know. I mean, why? I think is the big Gun reason people want to know why. Well, I'll say it. I'll, I'll, I'll say it. The reason we don't know any more details is because they weren't middle-aged white guys. Well, yeah, I mean, that's obviously that's obvious, right? Yes, and, that and, is true. And, and, and it tells me that uh, these suspects are either they're <laughs> they're either part of a gang, they're illegal immigrants, or they're part of the trans community. It's either one of those three things. That's usually what they try to hide from uh, from the public. Big three. The big three. Yeah, the big three. <laughs> the big three media favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I I mean, it, like I said, I think people really just want to know why. Like, dude, why why would why did you why would you ruin some people's entire lives? You know, you got two kids now lost their mother. Yeah. And husband lost a wife. You got other kids that got shot, and all for what? Yeah. Being cool, being cool, that sort of thing. You're so damn cool out there, aren't you? Uh, well, let's get more on the story. Here's reporter Pamela Fur. 28 people were injured altogether. 22 of those were shot, and at least nine of those were children. Kansas City radio station KKFI says one of its DJs, Lisa Lopez, died in that shooting. Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves. Three persons detained. And under investigation for today's incident. Now, investigators are reviewing videos and asking for any the public might have that could help in the investigation. Homeland Security, the FBI, and ATF are assisting. Parades, rallies, schools, movies. It seems like almost nothing is safe. And we had hundreds of law enforcement there working hard today. Mayor Quentin Lucas. I'm heartbroken. First of all, I'm praying for the victims and the families impacted. I start with them. Um, I'm incredibly upset, disappointed. I was there with my wife. I was there with my mother. Uh, we never would have thought that we, along with Chiefs players, along with fans, hundreds of thousands of people, 
would be forced to run for our safety today. Now, schools in Kansas City were closed so that kids could attend this parade for the Super Bowl champs. Lucas says the threat of mass shootings is becoming a regular concern in large crowds. We had over 800 officers there, staffed, situated all around Union Station today. We had security in, in any number of places, eyes on top of buildings and beyond. And there still is a risk to people. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs issued a statement of support and prayers for the victims. We're told they were all on buses after the parade when the shots were fired. I'm Pamela Fur. All right. So you may have some opinions, some thoughts. Uh, join us at 512-836-0590. Listen, former President Donald Trump back in court uh, this morning in Manhattan for a pretrial hearing over allegations he falsified business records to cover up hush money payments uh, to an adult film star, Stormy Daniels, back in 2016. He spoke in uh, just outside the Manhattan courthouse before he went in. This is a this is a terrible time for our country. This is a real dark period for our country. Yeah, the uh, the former president there facing thirty four felony counts in the in this case. This case could have been brought three years ago. There is no case. They decided not to bring it. The district attorney Bragg didn't want to bring it. He said he doesn't want to bring this case. No, but it's not a crime. We're here for something that is not a crime. Yeah, there you go. So uh, there's going to be more of these kind of proceedings. So they're busy trying to occupy his time and money. Yeah, yeah, and and so far they've they have done that. I mean Trump though. Trump's doing the Trump thing. He's still rolling with it. He's like, all right, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll be in court. And I'm still going to run for president. Yeah. I think he still believes he's going to win. All the polls say he should win. You know, in a free and fair election in these polls, he would win. Mm-hmm. We want delays. Obviously, I'm running for election. I can't. How can you run for election if you're sitting in a courthouse in Manhattan all day long? It's true. Yeah, the judge denied Trump's legal team a motion to dismiss the case. He's facing 34 uh, felony counts in this one. Uh, this is the first of four criminal cases brought against the former president who has pled not guilty in uh, all of these uh, these cases. Well, I, I, I mean, it's it's going to be a long year for Donald Trump. He's going to be traveling all, uh, what, four different four different courtrooms? Maybe so. Yeah. I think that's possible. And, a different, I, and, and, with, and each time I just see his, his, his poll numbers rising. You know, every time he he goes, you seems know, to be that's what happens. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what happens. I can't believe we're still talking about Stormy Daniels. Yeah, I thought we forgot about her a long time ago. Well, we're not talking about the court, right? Right. right. Yeah, yeah, Fanny Willis is. That's right. Who's got her own little love affair things to talk about in court today? Right. Yeah, in fact, uh, I, I, I'm in there a hearing right now to possibly have her removed. That's right. So at, at, a lot of un- unethical stuff going on over there. Yes. In old in old Fanny's world. Well, they're desperate, right? Uh, it is uh, 922. You could jump in here at 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Todd and Oz Show. SpaceX has officially moved its state incorporation from Delaware to Texas. Elon Musk tweeted out last night, if your company is still incorporated in Delaware, I recommend moving uh, to another state as soon as possible. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then uh, he... He put a poll out on, on Twitter recently, and he asked, I think like more than a million people responded, and he asked, you know, should I move, should I move the corporate digs too? And they all agreed. They did. Musk making the announcement of the move quite appropriately on his social media site, X. It comes two weeks after his $56 billion compensation package was voided a package which is by far the largest ever provided to an executive, contributing to his position as one of the world's wealthiest people. 
Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. So that's what it is there, that, that, that big compensation package with Tesla. So he's saying, well, if the judge uh, is voiding that out, should I just go ahead and move, move the whole thing to Texas too? 87% of, of 1.1 million people polled said yes. So my guess is Trump's, I mean, uh, Musk is going to be moving that too. Uh, let's see, is it uh, Danny checking in from uh, the Fort Worth area this morning? Danny, good Hello, morning. Y- yes, Hello, sir. Guys. Hey, uh, by the way, is, is y'all's picture up here? It used to be Don and your picture up here, but mm-hmm. I don't know if you put up Patrick's picture. I don't think we have. What do you What do you mean up here? Are you uh, where are you call? You got on the billboards up there in I twenty Fort Worth. Yeah, yeah. on the highway. Yeah, yeah, I guess they haven't changed those yet. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah we got hey, to, listen, we got we, them in Dallas. We got them. In, we got them in Dallas, but not in Fort oh. Worth. So okay. Hey, I don't understand how. You can have 34 felony indictments against one person in a short amount of time. What What are they charging him with 34 felonies? Yeah. Well, they're uh, they're throwing everything against the wall and hoping that something sticks mm. uh, in hopes of keeping him out of office. All they need, they, all they think they maybe need is like one. They know that there's a large base supporting him. However, I think what well, they're I think what their goal now is just to keep him busy, keep him off the campaign trail, and exhaust his expenses. You know what I mean? Can you name Can you name any of the indictments? Well, I mean, some of them. One was a you know an insurrection, committed an insurrection that was thrown yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, in in Georgia, he's got this thing where uh, he he's accused of uh, of uh, you know trying to steal the election, that sort of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all crap. Yes. Sorry. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask another question. Okay. How come? Um, why is it that um, you're so easy on Patrick? You used to give Don crap every single day. Because oh, I'm not Don. Well, I mean, Don, uh, Don was an easy target. Huh? No, we Don had. Was the easy I guess target. we. I guess we had a different relationship. No. I mean, Don and I were good friends. I mean, I don't know. We was just, uh, you know, just two guys oh. razzing each other. That's all oh, it was. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. But I never hear you give Patrick any business. Well, if Patrick says something stupid, I'll, I'll pick on him a little bit. I'm on. open to it. <laughs> we razz each other a little bit here and there. <laughs> okay. I enjoy your show. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate you, Danny. Bye. Checking in from Cowtown up there in Fort Worth, Texas. The stockyards. I guess so. What Danny wants you to abuse me? Is that is that what he's coming for? Prior. I don't think I was abusive. No, 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 I didn't say you were. It sounded like that's what he wanted. Maybe yeah. so. I guess why, that's why, what he wanted. Why can't you be mean to Patrick? Yeah. <laughs> I can take it. I did get a text message from Don the other day. Did you? I got one too. Not long ago. Yeah. No! Always good to hear from him. I haven't replied to it yet. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow! 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 You left Don on red. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't he fill in? Didn't he fill in over the holidays? Did he? I think he was on the air here. I think he was sitting in his old chair here. I have no idea. Now that Vladimir Putin has endorsed your candidates, you Democrats, do you feel like a Putin sympathizer? Yeah, Russian President Vladimir Putin said that he preferred uh, Joe Biden to Donald Trump in the U.S. elections, describing the, the president as, as more experienced and predictable in his uh, first public comments on the race. In an interview with uh, Russian state television uh, released late last night, Putin said Biden is, uh, is a politician of the old school and added that Moscow would work with uh, any elected U.S. leader. Putin, who faces an election next month uh, that he is expected to win after uh, Russian authorities eliminated any serious opposition has uh, has publicly praised Trump in the past and in fact uh, Putin's kind of taken on the same e- election tactics that uh, Zelensky has taken on in uh, Ukraine hasn't he 
Can- Cancelling elections and locking up political opponents. Pretty yeah. interesting, right? Think there are parallels. What well, anyway, uh, the U.S. Uh, has has accused uh, the Kremlin of interfering in the 2016 elections. Democrats are still screaming Russia, Russia, Russia. And allegations that cast a, a shadow over Trump's presidency. Putin has denied those allegations. Uh, and, uh, well, basically, Vladimir Putin, he's hoping that uh, Joe Biden wins in November of 2024. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, a vote for Biden is a vote for Putin. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, now, now we know where everybody stands. What, what end of the table everybody's sitting. I, I, Tell your moms. It makes sense to me. I mean, Vladimir Putin makes perfect sense, and he says, he's like, look, Biden's been in there. He's a very experienced and seasoned politician, and and uh, he's far more predictable than this wild card Donald Trump, which is why I think that, you know, Putin... Yeah. Putin wasn't going to try to mess around, you know, at least not with Trump and doing something, you know, that's going to catch the ire of Donald Trump. He doesn't care. Nobody's afraid of Joe Biden. Well, even as he praised Biden yesterday, Vladimir Putin also sharply criticized his administration's policies towards Russia as the war in Ukraine nears its second anniversary. Here's what he tells uh, the Russian state TV network. He says, I believe that the position of the current administration is extremely harmful and misguided. Mm hmm. Uh, in an interview, Putin expressed no regret over uh, starting the war. Uh, we can only regret uh, that we didn't act earlier, he says. Uh, following the, the Moscow's full-blown invasion of Ukraine in February of 2022, relations between the U.S. and Russia have uh, have plummeted to their uh, lowest level since the end of the Cold War. Yeah. Uh, that according to this uh, this story in the Wall Street Journal. Moscow's war on Ukraine was ca- has caused deaths and injuries of hundreds of thousands. It has also left Russia isolated from the West, which has slapped some broad sanctions on the country. Uh, jump in here at 512-836-0590. It's all our money they're sending over there, too. Uh, but I, I, I would, I, it's unfortunate that we, we continue to have to deal with this, this constant you know, narrative, this rhetoric from from so many politicians saying, well, you know, if, if Vladimir Putin, if, if you tra- Ukraine doesn't get its money, Vladimir Putin's just going to roll right through Europe. And I, you know, again, you take it with a grain of salt, but I mean, he, he told Tucker Carlson the other day, he made a good point. He's like, you know, that, that'll bring the whole world to the brink of destruction. I mean, why, why, that, that makes absolutely no sense. And, and I, I don't think Russia could actually get very far through there. But, they, but you know, they paint him out to be like he's the next Adolf Hitler, and I just don't see that to be true. Well, uh, you know, Wednesday reports emerged about classified U.S. intelligence related to Russia's uh, incomplete ambitions to develop a, a nuclear weapon in space that could be used to target uh, satellites, and according to uh, many sources, including our House Intelligence Committee chairman, uh, Re- Republican uh, Mike Turner. Yeah. Doesn't sound like, though, I mean, if, 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 that's, if that is the case, it doesn't sound like they're... they're I mean, it's not an extreme immediate threat. Yeah. It's one of these things that, that probably they think, all right, well, Russia has the capability to do this, but hasn't gotten there yet. Well, Putin did use the opportunity to urge Washington to recognize Moscow's interest and press Kiev to set down for talks. Analysts have said that Putin uh, missed a rare chance to wade uh, convincingly into foreign policy debates in the U.S. Uh, Putin, uh, you know, allotted large chunks of a, a two-hour interview uh, to justify what he says is Russia's historical claim to Ukraine, uh, meandering back and forth into uh, you know his history lessons that he gave uh, Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. Well, Vladimir Putin uh, Wednesday said he has uh, expected Carlson to be more aggressive, and uh, he was he he thought he was going to be facing some more uh, probing questions. Kind of laughed at Tucker Carlson in this interview he had on Russian state TV. Yeah, there, a lot of people criticized Carlson, saying that he 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 lost control of his own interview. Putin really seized. You know, 
he, he really swayed the direction that things were going to go and, and it barreled over Carlson at, at sometimes. I, I agree. I, I, he probably could have asked him some, some tougher questions, you know, but, uh, I mean, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Well, uh, Putin says he chose a different tactic. He tried to interrupt me several times, but still surprisingly for a Western journalist, he turned out to be patient. Uh, he didn't give me a, a reason uh, to do what uh, I was ready for, he says. Whatever that is. Just jump all over him and sort of, uh, I guess, cut him off and, and be the forceful one. He, did, he, felt he didn't have to be because he says Tucker was just kind of a little soft, I guess. Yeah. I guess so. Well, what do you think about that? Uh, the big endorsement from Vladimir Putin for Joe Biden to be the next president of the United States. Is that good? Is that bad? Or is that just uh, Putin's way of just kind of sticking his thumb in the, the political narrative of the day? Probably part of it. Yeah. I, I'm, there's, there's no surprise here. I mean, I, I don't believe Vladimir Putin wants another Trump presidency. Yeah. I really don't. Because that's you know, Donald Trump. You're not up against some hack, you know, 40-year politician. Right. Longer than that. Uh, Trump's a wild card. He's always been. Unpredictable. Yeah. 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 And Putin knows that. He's, he's, he's well aware of that. Yeah. Whereas Biden is very predictable. Well, I mean, I don't want to say anything good about Vladimir Putin because I don't like the guy. Uh, but he did sit down for a two-hour interview with Tucker Carlson. He did. He did. Would be nice to have a president that could do that. Yeah, Joe Biden really, I mean, two years in a row, he had the opportunity right before the Super Bowl to do it when millions of people are watching. And, and well, we know why he didn't do it. Because he can't. Yeah. All right, listen, uh, there's a new uh, lawsuit in the making. Uh, lawyers for the U.S. Department of Justice, they're going to be in a federal courtroom here in Texas uh, trying to stop one of the toughest immigration laws in U.S. history from taking effect. This is uh, a measure that was signed by the governor uh, late last year. In December, Texas Governor Greg Abbott signed the controversial bill into law. It goes into effect in March. The goal of Senate Bill 4 is to stop the tidal wave of illegal entry into Texas. It would make it a crime to illegally enter the state from Mexico, allowing local police to arrest migrants and judges to deport them. The ACLU of Texas will join the DOJ in a federal court in Austin trying to block it. ACLU attorney David Donati calls it blatantly unconstitutional. It is the state of Texas usurping a power that belongs to the United States. It will invite racial profiling. Mm-hmm. It's going to invite racial profiling. Well, you know, that's that's one of the big... That ha- that has been the consistent argument that, you know, because of SB4, cops are just going to... Now they've got a, a green light to just pull anybody over because, oh, look, here's a Hispanic guy. All right, well, let's find out. Let's find yeah. out if he if he's gonna, needs to be punished under SB4. It's a Class B misdemeanor, right? Up to six months in jail. Repeat offenders, second degree felony, up to two to anywhere from two to twenty years in jail or prison. Um, I guess judges could drop the charges if this illegal immigrant agrees to willingly go back to Mexico or, well, I, or, or, or wherever the country of origin. Well, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this either. I don't want to do what Governor Greg Abbott has signed into law. I don't want to do it at all. Yeah. Texas shouldn't have to do this at all. There should just be a wall, and uh, no. Uh, some large fingers pointing and saying, nope, go back, turn around. Then we don't have to deal with all of this. Yeah, We don't have to deal with these cities being overwhelmed with high taxes and crime. Uh, how can you address the affordability issue in Austin when you allow an open border? It just makes no sense. The answer to all of these, these problems are shut the border down. Certainly solves the problem of, uh, what's his name, David Donati. Uh, there you have that soundbite and Chris Fox story. Uh, solves his his concern about racial profiling, right? If 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 there's, you know, if we have locked the border down, and you know, so 
Solves a lot of problems. Sure. Yeah, I, I like your solution much better. Yeah, I mean that's that's the solution to all these things, right? You know, also, a lot of critics of this of this law say, well, it's going to fill up the jails, and they're already full. All right, well, solves that problem too. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Shout out to our uh, Tesla, you know, Cybertruck buddies and friends out there. You've seen a few out there, right? Huh? Just yesterday is the first time I saw one in the wild. On Anderson. I was on Anderson Mill and I was passing it. What do you think? Look, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not impressed by the, by the body style, by the look. I've heard it, it's got some problems. You know, the stainless steel may not be so stainless after all. Yeah. Uh, they kind of stick out like a sore thumb, oh, they right? They really do. I mean, they're, they're big. They're, they're they're just they're a lot bigger than I... I mean, I knew they were big, but yeah. just seeing it in person, you realize it. Yeah, nice. apparently the, uh, the stainless steel panels actually uh, do stain. Yeah, apparently uh, some people are reporting that, uh, well, it looks like rust is starting to build up on some of the panels of their Tesla Cybertrucks and uh, kind of an orange stain, if you will, uh, on the exterior of the EVs, which could you know, be some early signs of uh, rust or corrosion. That, according to uh, Futurism, well, despite the recent release of uh, these Tesla EVs and the little road, uh, road time that they've uh, been subject to, Cybertrucks are already developing uh, imperfections on their body panels. Leading owners to debate what's what's causing these early signs of rusting. It's been uh, talked about on Reddit and in various uh, forms with uh, Tesla. One Cybertruck owner's uh, club form, uh, they members say they started noticing small orange flecks appearing on his truck after driving in the rain for a couple of days. Here's what he wrote. He said, I just picked up my Cybertruck today. The advisor specifically mentioned that Cybertrucks develop orange rust marks in the rain and that required the vehicle to be buffed out occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, listen. Uh, we f***ed up. Yeah, the Cybertruck owner posted uh, some follow-up photos after washing uh, washing it down with soap and water. And uh, and they didn't inspire much confidence showing body panels already kind of pockmarked, if you will, with these small orange dots and spots. Uh, listen, if, that, if, if I paid that kind of money for an automobile, I would be furious. Absolutely. I would not be happy at all. Another user uh, noticed similar orange uh, specks on his truck after driving it uh, in the rain in Los Angeles. Uh, here's a quote from the story, and it says that they documented the corrosion and told me they'll give me a call next month when the tools uh, have arrived so they could perform some kind of service repair. That's what one user wrote. The Cybertruck has uh, 381 miles on it and uh, has spent much of the 11 days in my custody parked in front of my house, he says. And uh, it's got orange flecks of uh, rust appearing on uh, all of the panels. Mm. That's not good. I mean, it makes it sound cheaply made. It does. And I, I you know, I, I got to, I got to wondering, you know, like how do do Cybertruck owners ever regret? You know, are there Cybertruck owners that regret that per purchase? And I got, you know, I did a little Google search on it, and and I most of what I find, the Cybertruck owners are very, very happy with their with their purchase. Well, they have to. Yeah, you have to. You spend a bunch of money on something like that. I mean, that's a luxury item. Of course, they're going to say they love it, right? Well, that'd yeah. be kind of embarrassing to to spend all that money and say, "Yeah, I don't like it." I well, I just, that. you know, I, I mean, these are, you know, these were brand new, yeah, you know, automobiles that, that we we didn't really have any experience with. I mean, none of us knew for sure if we were going to like them or not. Right. Took the plunge, spent the money, and now it's now they're rusting. I don't remember uh, the DeLoreans having that problem. 
<laughs> well, the DeLoreans had their own problems. Well, like what? What was wrong with the DeLorean? I don't think they were very well made. I, 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 listen, you could time travel at 88 miles an hour. That is true. And they left that really cool like uh, streak of, of flames yeah. where the tires had been. I do remember that. That was like its defining feature. And the gold wing doors. Yeah. You know. But, but I, I don't recall anything about rust with the DeLorean. Do you? I don't recall that being an issue with the DeLorean. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Uh, but I, I, I don't remember seeing DeLoreans out in the wild when I was a kid. It's weird because I see more of them nowadays. Yeah. Well, you were you, when the DeLoreans came out in the late 80s, you were, you were a younger kid then. Maybe you just didn't notice it. Yeah, that's that what it is. I'm not yeah. paying attention. Because I remember seeing a few as a kid. But I was a, I was a big Back to the Future fan. Definitely yeah. new. Uh, Jim is in Hutto this morning. Hey, Jim. Hey guys. Yeah. You know, um, so is the body on one of those uh, made out of stainless steel? Do you know, on yeah. one of those cyber trucks. Yeah, yeah, it's stainless I think it steel. Is. Yeah, yeah, it is. So stainless steel is a nickel oxide barrier that grows on the outside of that material as it ages. So mm. there are problems if you break through that. They it's do science. have to be treated so that it allows that nickel barrier to rebuild. Interesting. Uh, is there it, is iron in stainless steel, so it is rustable. Interesting. I didn't think about that, but I mean, is there a way to protect it? Is there a, I mean, could they put well, like a ceramic coating over it, maybe? Well, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I would say that, you know, that it's just a matter of you could have some of your knives that you put in your dishwasher, for instance. Mm. You have a citric um, cleaner acid-based, and it's going to cause some some oxidation where the uh, nickel barrier has been scratched maybe while you're cutting something. Uh. So that's that's pretty typical of stainless steel. There's probably a way to oil treat that or, you know, something to keep that air from getting to the iron again. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure they've got a fix. I mean, come on, this is Elon Musk. He's sending things into outer space. That's true. Right? That's true. That's true. And uh. then, so secondly, though, I wanted to discuss... Wouldn't that be ironic if that's something coming out of our atmosphere from weather modification going on? What do you mean? What are you talking about now? Now you're confusing me. <laughs> what are you talking about, Jim? Jim, you there? Well, you can't just drop a you know a word bomb like that about weather modification and then just cut and run on us, Jim. Come on, man! You can't just throw that kind of thing out there like that. Maybe Area Fifty One got to him, cut the mm-hmm. cut the transmission. They they cut his line. Maybe so. Maybe that's what happened. You know, we've heard it happen. Jim Ar- happened to Art Bell years ago. Step, Jim stepped off in it live on the radio, and they got to him. They, they were cut him. They were watching him the whole they time. They cut him off right there, just as he was uh, about to reveal the the. He probably has the documents to go along with it too. It was going to be a bombshell. Yeah. You were about to hear it first. Yeah. And then we lost. We lost Jim. It is uh, 9.52 here on the Todd and Oz show. (laughs) Thank you, Jim, for checking in west of the Rockies. Listen, you know uh, this story about Austin City Councilman, former Councilman Greg Kassar. He's now in Congress representing the people of Austin. He was elected. He was elected to office. Think about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, uh, well, he's uh, he's unveiling a new bill called the Connect to the Grid Act. And he says, basically, Texas should not be allowed to operate its own independent power grid. And he says uh, doing so also deprives other states of the power generation they need. So he's trying to convince you Texans that you should be more concerned about the power grid in other parts of the nation than your own. And had and had we been more concerned about that, then hundreds of people would not have lost their lives in 2021. Yeah. 
It's time for us to break up with blackouts. We could have kept millions of people out of these mass power outages if we connect the Texas grid to the rest of the country. Yeah, that's what he said yesterday in a press conference. And it was actually when I was trudging through the snow one night Hush that we got up. the news that Governor Abbott was going on national television to talk about the storm to blame wind turbines <laughs> for the grid's collapse. <laughs> Winds turbines. Well, turbines. 10-10 winds turbines. Turbines. <laughs> turbines is what he said. That's the word. That's a guy that's talking like he's an expert on power grids and uh, in, in energy and things like that. And he refers to him as winds turbines. Limp noodle. He's yeah. not an inspiring character, is he? As he speaks, there's, there's not a lot of gusto behind his voice. Yeah. Wind turbines. You know who else is standing side by side next to him supporting this thing? Who's that? AOC. And Kathy Tovo. Bing, 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 right. bing. And Kathy Tovo, who wants to be the mayor of Austin, Texas, retweeted some of his tweets saying, good, important legislation, Greg. <laughs> it's important legislation. It's important. Congratulations, comrade. Yes. Hang on a second. Jim, you there? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, no. you escaped. You're uh, west go of the rock. Yeah, go ahead. Let's, just, let's pick it up where we left it off, right? Weather yeah. modification. Yes, Have sir. You, you guys not, are you scared to look up in the air when it rains? I mean... Look at the streaks going through the sky. I remember as a child back in the 60s, mm -hmm. not the 70s, don't get confused, but in the 60s, I didn't see the same kind of uh, malarkey coming out of the back of our jet airplanes every time they went over. I didn't see this kind of uh, stream that was behind an airplane yeah. spread out for three or four hours. What do you think it is, Jim? Wide. Jim, what are they doing to us? Well, you know, they're trying to... So who was it? Was it Johnson or Kennedy? One of them said, you know, he who owns the weather owns the world. The war is over. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So guess what? Now what are they doing to us? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's intentional or non-tested or whatever, but you see a lot of stuff coming off the glaciers right now that when they do sampling of ice cores, yeah. why are they finding aluminum up on top of Mount St. Helens? Why are they finding aluminum and heavier deposits in these ice crystals? I know it's crazy, man. Uh, it ain't right. It ain't right. Somebody's doing something. It ain't right. And it's uh, we're part of the test, gentlemen. So I got you, Jim. Uh, that's weather modification. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate that. Thank why you. Our, yeah, is this why all our kids have have peanut allergies now? I think so. I think it's Kim Trails. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings, five to ten on News Radio KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.